Oh, hey there. What can I get you? Why don't you get me two Mars lagers and a double shot of Mars vodka? Coming right up. Another long day on Mars, eh? Ah, oh, fucking tell me about it, bud. I, I didn't expect this. Uh, I thought I was going to be seeing some luxury work here, but, you know, it's pretty good. Hey, they flew us to Mars, didn't they? Yeah, it's just, I don't know why they would bring me all the way up to... Well, first, they didn't bring me first. They brought that damn ice cream machine, and then it broke down, and they need someone to fix it, so I guess I'm the first ice cream machine repair man on mars and there's three of them on the whole planet i gotta well, fix shit. Them all. you gotta be proud of that you're the only one i'm just fix i'm just installing toilets there's about two dozen of us installing toilets but like hell good job buddy you're uh should be proud of your job those dang ice cream machines they always break down on earth i imagine they would break down on mars oh yeah you need somebody to fix them people yeah, need their ice cream on mars there's only five things you can eat and ice cream's one of them yeah they're getting better they're starting to send up a few different chefs eat week by week at fancier restaurants these these goddamn billionaires they're not just gonna eat ice cream all week you're uh you're doing a, a service my friend you're helping out these billionaires who decide to leave earth you're like we might live underground in a, in a shitty squalor but you know better than earth you think right no no, I know, you know, Mr. Well, maybe I'm just super stoked about being here because of these damn toilets I'm installing, man. Like, you thought these Japanese toilets back on Earth were, were a thing. These toilets basically take up an entire room. It's it, They're actually calling them toilet rooms now because there's no room for sinks or showers. Just straight-up toilet rooms. No different than a Jimmy John. Porta potty Oh, my friend. I don't know if we actually have access to these toilets. I've been mainly installing them in the the, the billionaire section. But my God, these things basically feed you. Like, you get a good spray up the bun like they normally do. Like, precision laser direct right at the asshole. It can detect every piece of shit hanging on to your ass crack, and it just fires it all while feeding you ice cream. So, you know what? That's why having you here comes in handy. Where are you getting the water for these toilets? Like, is that regular plumbing? They just pulling it up from the septic, or...? Oh, no, they, they've, they've dug deep into Mars by now. I, I think they're pulling up water or something like it. But they're also uh, shipping in uh, Fiji water by the shitload. So, you know, billionaires, they love their Fiji water. Take the water from Fiji and bring it to Mars. Bring an ice cream repairman to Mars. Plumbers. We're just wrecking another planet up here. Yeah, I know. You know, these billionaires are living the dream. I'm just happy to have a job. I got my family up here living in the living underground with me. But uh, God damn it. I miss going outside. Can't do that anymore. But shucks, I'm just... Happy to make sure that Elon Musk can take a very fun, exciting, comfortable shit. He does love his ice cream. I guess I am employed. Yeah, we should be happy for that. Because if we were back on Earth, we'd be eaten by mutant pigs by this point. Mutant pigs don't eat ice cream. Welcome to World Doom Podcast. My name is Brandon McIntosh. That was a great sketch. If you if you're having listening to it, I'm not sure how it's going to piece together. But anyways, I'm here every week with you, telling you all the news you need to know about the end of the world and how it's getting closer and closer. So that's what we're talking about today. Because uh, yeah, we got some fun news of uh, why the Earth is slowly coming to an end. So Tyler, how you doing over there? Doing just fine. Do you like these intros? I'm just like super excited to tell everyone about the end of the world. Should people be excited about this? I'm glad you're jolly. You're jolly about it. Yeah, you know, it's all a shift into a, a new and possibly better direction. Even if a majority of humanity dies, you know, it'll get better again. <laughs> Not for the ones who die, but, you know. It'll be fine. You can't help it, so you might as well just roll with the punches. I know. Earth needs a reset every once in a while, and I think we're due for one. We're in one. Besides that, you just got to live your life day by day and still have fun. Yeah, have fun. Do, do what you got to do. Run your errands. I had to run a bunch of errands today. I had to take my mom's cat to the vet. Look at the clouds. I spent some time just looking at the clouds. How many hours? Yeah, not too <laughs> many. Not too many hours, but 
just time lapsing in your own brain, just the clouds. Yeah, just be appreciative of the clouds and the sky. <laughs> For sure. It's not fire in the sky. There's not poison in the sky. There's not mustard gas in the sky. Just clouds. Yeah, it looks pretty good right now. Blue sky, blue sky, clouds. Anyways, I, was, I took my mom's cat to the vet today. Her cat's name is Chester. She just got it. Uh, so then the vet came out to talk to me because they're not allowed in the vet office right now. So he came out to my car and he's just like, so you got Chester, huh? Chester the molester. That's what the vet said about the cat? That's the first thing he said. And I'm like, wow. like Get a new vet. <laughs> he had lots of tattoos as well. But like, yeah, I just kind of said it like nothing at all. Like this cat, mol- I get it. His name's Chester. Does not mean you have to call him molester. But makes you think, like, how many Chesters do you know? Many not too that's many. An old, that's an old man name. That is. That was actually my grandpa's name. Well, there my, you go. my mother's father, and now her cat's name is Chester. And he's a molester. <laughs> no. Anyways, um, cats, do you think they're a good apocalyptic pet? No. World goes to an end, no? Well, we should, uh, like, I guess we do kind of worship them again. Why are cats always the ones that are worshipped? I don't know. They, they, there's something about them, man. Like they're not like having dogs. Like they just like do we, their own thing. They choose to like you. They choose to listen to you. You know, we still feed them. They still rely on us to be fed for the most part, unless they're outside hunting mice. But yeah, I see why. I can see understand why we worship them for thousands of years. Not my dad's cat. It hunts. It just eats things it finds outside, like birds and squirrels. And yeah, it's a it, it's a hunter. It's probably a healthier diet than what we feed them. <laughs> probably just a bunch of nasty pate that we give them. A bunch of dried nasty cereal, whatever the hell that's made of. But no, I yeah. think cats would be okay, especially outdoor cats that hunt, because they love bringing home like mice and like chipmunks and. Even rabbits, just dead. And they bring yeah. it home like to show off. So if you're living in this like world like world where there's no food anymore and you're just trying to survive, now you got a cat bringing you meals all the time. Yeah. You know, have a little mouse shish kebab. You're really like ready for like the world just to be in complete squalor and you have you're ready to eat rodents too soon, Brandon. Eat yeah, I'm plants just not first. S- oh, I'm gonna eat plants. You need your protein as well. Like I'm not thinking about eating a shish kebab full of mice tomorrow you bring it up often not shish kebabs of mice but like yeah eating horrible things bugs i should just start now and get used to it right you know i think this stuff's gonna gradually happen but i the good food while you can (laughs) i'll do that too (laughs) slip a few bugs and rodents in there as well eat a nice bullfrog (laughs) hey it's all meat it's all meat tyler and we'll understand that once like major f- food shortages just start like hitting like major countries. It's going to take a while for that to happen. A little bit. It, it'll dwindle here and there, but uh, I don't know. We've got a very, very sensitive system going. I don't know. There's lots of food processing places that aren't going to shut down. Oh, they will once society collapses and everything shuts down. But you're talking about like that, like it's going to happen all at once. It's not going to happen all at once. It's going to be so gradual that you're no. not going to be affected by it. Oh, we will. It's it's more of a chain reaction. Like one, like it, once it starts, it's not going to stop for how for, long? How like long? Cli- climate change, for example. Once that hits a certain degree, there's chain reactions that'll happen, and there's no way to reverse the temperature change, and it's only going to get higher incrementally. And then everything's just going to shut down all at once in like but, a week. Uh, not in a week. People will try and keep things open. Like, like, like you're right. Things will gradually. Happen. There's freezers full of fucking Big Macs. You're going to be fine. Yeah, but like, what if all the power goes out all over the world? The freezers only going to last so long. Going to have to go back to eating cured meats, salted meats, like medieval time shit, like days before they had. Ice boxes and, and cool rooms. You they think, just, but like they'll just find a new way to get power. Like they'll just use like an old fucking Tesla system or just fucking windmills or fucking 
hamster balls, whatever. <laughs> like people are gonna make run society power to get the freezers going. Like that's gonna be one of the first things they figure out. Yeah, but if they're not gonna figure out if everything goes down, because then there's no way to actually get resources to make anything or do anything. So you it has can to be still here. Get now. some hamsters. You can still get some hamsters in a hamster wheel. Yeah, like I I would go upscale. Like I'd build giant hamster cages and maybe put horses in them. You get more horsepower. You've heard of horsepower. <laughs> yeah. See, like we know how to go backwards because it's already happened. Yeah. Like we've used horses for transportation. Why not use them for energy? I passed a horse and buggy on my way into town this morning. <laughs> I know. See, those people are ready for the end of the world. They're just like, I'm not getting a car. It's going to break down and the gas is going to be gone one day. I'm just going to get this horse, feed it a bunch of hay and it'll be just fine. Yeah. Like, they can start this, man. You can you imagine a barn with like a dozen horses running on treadmills? How much power would that <laughs> provide? Exactly. So like the week after all the freezers shut down, they're going to be like, just get the horses on treadmills and we'll fucking get the freezer going again. Oh, it's not like all the freezers are just going to shut down. Everything's going to shut down. But we'll get it. I want to get into collapse. Talking about collapse and all the systems that will break down in the chain reaction is like... I'm going to have to sit down and do more research before we do that episode. It'll be more than one episode. The slow collapse, though. Yeah. So this is just me just talking bullshit, but I can get into the nitty gritty, but it'll take a few episodes. And I actually want to dedicate a few and do some research rather than just reading an article 20 minutes before I get on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I do a little more than that. But but, uh, yeah, I just I think... I think I'm just more optimistic that it won't happen to me. (laughs) I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic about, you know, things I find practical, but like civilization, not falling into a collapsed state is not, you know, that's something I definitely think is going to happen, but you know, you still gotta be happy. Uh, We'll still, yeah, exactly. We'll still have sunshine and clouds and good tunes. Yeah. Humans adjust to everything. Like even if we are living in tribes again and, just hunting down rabbits and <laughs> you know. I don't think you're gonna have to go right to hunting down rabbits so that's all I'm saying at least we have some chickens for a while yeah well like we'll ostrich yeah. like we'll be killing our neighbors tree. for their foods and cans and like food and stuff like that but and then we'll be hunting once all the food that we've collected already is gone yeah then we'll go back to picking from the land but until then yeah friendly people will be killing other friendly people <laughs> for their beans and there's big there's big food out there still and like even if you're not set to do it you're gonna know someone who's gonna kill a bear or caribou there's not enough bears for everyone that's that's yeah but for the first few years there will be so we'll be fine we're we only we're gonna die we don't have much time left anyway i know i'm the kids you you gotta worry about (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I'm not having kids for this reason. Well, one of many reasons, but, you know, I'm not saying I'm excited for this time period. I'm just, I you know, I'm mentally preparing myself and, you know, I might have a good time. It, I we might don't live this, think it'll, I don't think it'll happen in our lifetime. Uh, yeah, it depends how long you live. <laughs> <laughs> I think when, when we're 50, we're going to, you know. I'm surprised I've made it this far, so. Yeah, when we hit our, you know, 30th anniversary of this podcast, <laughs> and we're just be like, fuck, we're here. <laughs> yeah. We're at the end. You I was going first, out next week. There was a pretty high chance of death in the first year that we ran this podcast. So, oh, yeah. Well, what a we'll great see. year to start. 2020. You know, 2021 is basically still 2020. It's yeah, just, it's, it's extended. Over. Yeah, no one's going to, re- yeah, no one's going to think 2021 yeah, only when things go back to normal is when the numbers will go back to normal. <laughs> we should start a new calendar. Yeah, it's just when things kind go of back to normal. Whatever, I don't know. Make it, yeah, make it go up to like eighty-two. I don't know. People are dumb, Tyler. We're not ready. Most people aren't ready. We're not. We're not ready for a new calendar. No, we're just not ready for any of this collapse or doom shit. That's why we're here, though. Gotta let people know. Just gotta live oblivious through it. Float down the river on a tube, looking at the clouds, listening to good tunes. Yeah, might as well live it up. Live it up. But uh, yeah, so I'm gonna start doing a segment every week where we highlight a uh, 
like poor example of a human it's called the doomed human of the week because like it's more than just the like external factors like weather the sun or asteroids or volcanoes that might destroy us it's also just how stupid we are as a as a as a species and just some of the stupid shit that we do mm-hmm. so i'm not talking about i'm not going to be talking about some guy who accidentally you know pressed a button and almost dropped a nuke this is more has to do with uh, hoarders <laughs> remember that show hoarders tyler i do People was that would hoard things. Was it on A and E or TLC? I forget. One of those, the Learning Channel. Yeah. yeah, the Learning Channel, learning about hoarding. Uh, so is that show? You know, before that, I didn't really know hoarding was a thing. Like my best friend growing up, his family were hoarders, but I'm just like, they got lots of shit. <laughs> like, oh, I really? I didn't think it was a disease or anything. I've seen a few hoarders in my time. My buddy used to deliver appliances like fridges and stoves. And we went to a couple hoarders places, just like old newspapers and rooms full of shit. And they're actually giving stuff away. Normally that's not really the hoarder mentality. No, they weren't giving shit away. Are we dropping stuff off? Yeah. Or dropping off appliances. So they can add to their pile of shit. <laughs> well, they no, they still like if their fridge or dishwasher or something breaks, they'd still buy one. But then you go to their house and just be full of fucking shit, and you couldn't get the fridge in. You have to be like, can we move these know, piles man. of boxes? Like, no, I don't know. It's a weird disease they have. They call it a disease. It's a, yeah, it's an obsession thing. It's yeah. like uh, not being able to let go. Yeah, you in that show. Yeah, the show was sad because they'd just be like. Just this old man crying, be like, I need those popsicle sticks. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Like, I feel, yeah. Like, I know it would be mean, but I feel like you just need to, like, trick these people. Like, we're going to Disneyland today. Just take them to Disneyland, and when we get home, all their shit's gone. <laughs> and just and just deal with the breakdown then. Yeah, like, but it's weird how you just acquire shit that you don't want to get rid of. Like, I've always been sort of a minimalist, but there are a few things that I've had for years that I'm like, I'm never going to get rid of that. Yeah, when we lived in Toronto, I wouldn't say we were hoarders, but we just had a lot of shit. Like, we had a, I, I remember we had a giant closet just full we, of random we, shit. <laughs> we actually had a hoard at one point. We called it the hoard. The hoard, that's right. And there's like boxes wall, of wigs and just all full of props and. Stuff for sketch comedy. But I remember every time we went through it to like clean it up, and we'd just be like, All right, do we need this blonde, shitty, curly wig? And <laughs> it would often be you who would put up the argument, be like, No, you don't know what we're gonna need that blonde, curly wig. Yeah, all right, it, it'd be like, what about this? Have to go get a new one. It's like, What about this oversized old man plaid jacket? It's like, Can we get rid of this? No, <laughs> it's like, We might need it. So I think that is mentality of hoarders. They might need it one day. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad we're not hoarders anymore. That was our days of living in Toronto, like a but bunch still, of hooligans. Like, those two fucking trench coats that were in that hoard that I've had since it's like high school, we've used like four times in the last two months. <laughs> You're right. Had though. I got had I got rid of those trench coats, we would have been like, hey, we need to go buy new trench coats. Yeah. So all we'd have to do is go to Value Village because no one's buying trench coats. <laughs> They're good trench coats, though, and I'm not getting rid of them. We did wear them on the one episode for no real reason. Just, you know, felt like detectives. Like, those are tight. Those are things I'm not going to get rid of. There's a rubber chicken over there that came from the horde. Anyways, I brought up hoarding for a reason because we're going to talk about our doomed person of the week here. Headline here from the independent... News source, Australian hoarder killed intruder and kept body for 15 years. And he used 70 air fresheners to hide the smell. So this guy, Shane Snellman. This is a, no, that's the guy who was dead. Shane Snellman. He was a petty thief. (laughs) Broke into the house of Bruce Roberts back in uh, 2006, I think. Uh, No, back in 2002. Two years after the millennia. And uh, I guess he tried to hold him up. Didn't realize that uh, Robert was inside and or Bruce Roberts was inside ended up getting shot. So instead of doing the normal thing and calling the police, you know, I don't know what the laws are with shooting people on your property in Australia, but this guy decided to just 
and leave it in the pile of other <laughs> shit. He, just leave it in the hoard. Just leave it in the hoard. It's like it's, it'll just slowly absorb the body over. What, was he like years. that? Obs- was he like that obsessed with not getting rid of things that he was like, "Ah, oh, shit! I killed this guy, but I can't get rid of the body." Well, the neighbors also described him as kind of a very paranoid, crazy guy. He, you know, he hoarded guns for one thing. <laughs> Some people just hoard specific things, but yeah, this guy it's better than old guns. newspapers and TV guides. Oh, he had that too. Like he had, he had everything going, but yeah, he had this guy surrounded by 70 air fresheners. It's like that scene from seven. You remember that movie? Yeah. Where he kept that guy alive and just to make sure he didn't smell the whole room is just full of air fresheners. Would that even do anything with a dead body? What's in the box? Isn't that from seven? Yeah, what's in the box? <laughs> was it were they like car air, like like little Christmas tree car air fresheners? It said they were liquid air fresheners, so I don't oh. know what that means. I should remember like those little Christmas tree air fresheners. You just hung those on the dead guy. Yeah, they they last like two days. Like I feel like you're spending a lot of money on air fresheners. Isn't it just easier to get rid of this guy? I go bury him in your yard. So he said the most likely scenario is that Snellman had attempted to break into Robert's house, but the owner caught and killed him. So Robert's body wasn't found until 2017 when the, when the neighbors noticed that uh, he wasn't picking up his mail. So isn't that a hoarder thing? Isn't it? You just let your mail pile up. Yeah. Or That's when he realized something was wrong. Um, and uh, they went to Robert's house and they found him dead. Uh, of natural causes and that's that's when they found the other body oh they found him the hoarder died and then they yeah. found it, two bodies in there yeah so you know the neighbors have been watching him for years saying he's getting increasingly paranoid and worried about security and his secure like the security at his house so i guess he was putting up barbed wire all over his house which the neighbors thought he was doing he, they thought it was a part of his garden, which is really well, he, sweet. <laughs> he, was, he was probably worried about people breaking in after the one guy did. Yeah, for sure. I would be too. He's like, I don't need two bodies piling up in this house. They're coming after my horde. Yeah, they're coming after the other body. They're coming for their friend. So he put up barbed wire all over, all over his house. The neighbors thought it was for gardening. I don't know how many gardens are full of barbed wire, but all right. Sounds like pretty try, wholesome neighbors. To keep the crows away. Yeah. Like, what do hoarders do as well? Like, do they have jobs? Do they go places? Are they at home all day with their stuff? Some, Sometimes. Some of them just stay at home with their stuff. Some of them go out to collect stuff to add to their piles of stuff. Like, maybe this guy had no friends. And this is just like, I'm going to make this guy a friend. (laughs) It's like, I'm just, he's just that insane. Just shot him. Yeah, I wonder if he was like talking to him and dressing him up and stuff. I imagine he was. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like sit, sitting in an armchair wearing a Hawaiian shirt <laughs> just weekend at Bernie's <laughs> until it's just flesh won't stay on his skin anymore it's like alright we gotta get some air fresheners <laughs> yeah we're gonna go live in the corner now instead of the lazy boy anyways that's been our doom person of the week well, that person's not doomed they're dead <laughs> they are dead uh anyways what's what's our next bit of news i want to talk about um i started reading this it's from the world socialist website so i'm sure this is a great source of facts and news and not at all biased in any way but uh it says the white house has embraced the wuhan lab conspiracy theory now i haven't seen this news pop up anywhere else so i don't know where they're getting this it's it's probably socialist bullshit (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but it says U.S. President Joe Biden publicly embraced a conspiracy theory that COVID-19 may have been released from China's Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, which is something that's been in the news a lot lately, because they did send in a whole team of scientists from uh, the World Health Organization to do a full report. And, you know, they came back saying there wasn't anything, but the whole thing was a little suspicious. And it still has been to this day. And it always has been up for debate of like, was this something that escaped? But now, you know, it is kind of big that the White House is starting to mention this, like Biden's White House. Is this something you expect from Trump? Because Trump was just the whole China, it's Chinese fault, the China virus, the Kung flu, like all that bullshit. And he's just, you know, you'd expect it from his uh, White House, but the Biden administration, 
Like that's kind of at this point, it's like who cares where it came from? It happened. It's almost over with. Just ride it out. Quit trying to find answers. It's good to find answers because if it did come from a lab, like you gotta you have to make sure this shit doesn't happen again. It's going to. (laughs) Yeah, it's yeah. People make mistakes, and it's much more likely to come from a natural source. And, you know, the way to describe how, like, the more we cringe on the environment, the more we just, the more we get exposed to these kinds of, uh, you know, viruses and diseases. Oh, exactly. But at the same time, they are getting developed in labs. You want to uh, go, you want to go and start eating bugs. You yeah. eat the wrong bug and you get the wrong bacteria and you're going to have your own. I got to do my research. I got to figure out which bugs are good to eat. But you're right. That's we keep incriminating onto the nature but uh, whether yeah i don't know how, how true this story is but it, it is kind of uh it's mirroring how the white house treated iraq back when there was like they were saying they had weapons of mass destruction they had sources that they were saying they had mat weapons of mass destruction they didn't have any proper evidence you know they had a bunch of satellite pictures of random facilities in iraq but all it was all to propagate this war in Iraq, you know, which was down the line figured out was a lot mostly for oil and just control of that area. So this poking the bear of China by like the White House saying, you know what, it might have come from their lab and it might have been made for like the purpose of a weapon. And that's kind of that's kind of some shady things to say. That's like you're starting to shake up World War Three talks here it's, again. It's poking the bear a bit. I see what you're saying. It says Wednesday, he said this, and this is coming from the socialist website. So there must be sources of somewhere else of him talking about this, but he's not yeah. talking about UFOs. Shouldn't that be what everyone's talking about? I know the White House has been pretty quiet. Uh, I think there's like a press conference where they kind of talked about it very minimally, but they kind of brushed it off anyways. But yeah, isn't, isn't that a bigger deal? You know, we have a virus. It's out there, like you said. Let's just get rid of it. Who cares right now where it came from? We have mystery things flying around our skies. <laughs> Isn't that a yeah. bigger deal? Should be. With technology, that could save the Earth. You know, judging by how these uh, strange crafts in the sky maneuver and what people talk about them doing, like crazy G-forces that happen, how they're able to go to, like, in, in an instant, fly 13 thousand kilometers an hour from a standstill position we could use that technology and like what you were saying earlier i'm not gonna need horsepower if you got that technology yeah you know isn't this a bigger deal like biden hasn't said shit about any of this stuff and and the way the pentagon is treating it like it doesn't seem like much is going to come out at all in june so like this whole thing where they have to write up a report on all the research they've been doing all from the army, the uh, the navy, and the air force, the FBI, the CIA, all of them have the right to report, giving them homework and shit. That's either going to be pushed another 180 days, or they're just going to come out and say they don't they don't know anything, and it's frustrating because there's definitely shit happening. Yeah. And from everything I'm hearing, like they're sitting on a lot of information, and that's from people who've worked in the program. That's like. Uh, Lou Elizondo, he's the guy who ran the program, who's big in the news now. You've seen that guy, big, thick guy with a goatee. He was on the 60 Minutes special talking about UAPs. Yeah. But he's the go-to interview guy right now. And uh, just some of the information he's dropping is wildly fascinating. Like, basically coming out saying the government does have materials from crafts that have crashed. Even specifically mentioned one that happened in Italy in 1954 which is three years before roswell mm-hmm. that was actually shipped this was like post second world war crash happened in italy and the pieces were actually taken to the u.s so i don't know how much is this is true you know there's questions of is this a disinformation act going on like this lou elizondo is he bullshitting everyone for nefarious purposes within the american government like is the government pre- preparing to pull a big move and they need some kind of distraction like this to, to pull it off, which have they, which they've done for generations. <laughs> yeah. 
So, you know, I'm still on the fence of I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I really hope it is all true. And this Lou Elizondo guy is legit. And he's just trying to bring this, you know, to the to the public and just, you know, let everyone know this this is happening and the government needs to do more about it. Or it's all fear, fear mongering. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. It's hard to say when some guy's just coming out and saying it, we need the UFOs to land and come out and say it. We need a press conference with the UFO. I know. And Alien. that's what I'm hoping is going to happen. They just show up at like, <laughs> now I found a story, a UFO story. But here. like, would you even believe that if that happened or would it be too like sci-fi and too like out of a fucking, like well, you'd have you- to be there in person. See, yeah, everyone always goes there. Like, it's such a crazy, outlandish sci-fi idea. But where do you think science fiction comes from? It comes, it's... The imagination. The imagination. Inspiration from, you know, people's lives, reality. Things that are... So when people confuse, like, old sci-fi movies and books and saying, this is what inspired the UFO and alien phenomenon. And it's completely the other way around. It's, you know, these, you know, most UFO sightings started in the 50s, but... There's arguments for both. But I think they just increased then. They've been around for, you know, if you want to say hundreds, thousands of years. There's reports of them all throughout history. Like people, you know, call them like, oh, the gods and the angels have come down and yeah, stuff like that. But this this Italian crash, it had me thinking. It's like Italy, 1954. That's when they said this crash happened. On the same year in Italy, in Tuscany, 1954, there was a mass sighting. So over 2,000 people in a soccer stadium witnessed uh, what they called an, a white egg-like UFO, white which egg. if it was today could be described as a tic-tac. <laughs> but there was no tic-tacs yet. So right. egg it is. This is over 2,000 people. This is at, at halftime they saw this. So this is one hell of a halftime show. This egg flying over, he was dropping silver glitter and confetti over the stage. It wasn't just a Goodyear blimp. Yeah, it's just the very first blimp. It totally just sounds like a blimp. But apparently, there's other cigar-shaped objects zipping around, like it would. They would zip super quick and then completely stop. It's also like, where did we come up with the technology for blimps? (laughs) That, That was like they were focusing on that technology for a while. Then a couple went down, and yeah, I think it's just. This is too much work. It's just helium. You know, there's only so much helium you can get, right? So I think, yeah, I think they're just a bad design, and now they only use them for football. But now all the UFOs are the same shape. That is true. They are. There's a lot of different shapes, but that shape of a blimp, like a cigar or an egg, like an oval shape, it is very popular. But, man, you know, there's, there's these people that witnessed this. Like, they were... There's news reports of the day. They were interviewing people that were at, at this game. They were interviewing players at the game. And they said, like, they're all saying, like, there's, they've never seen anything like this. So this is 1954 Italy. There's no, there's nothing about UFOs in the news. There's nothing about aliens or anything like this. That didn't happen until 1957 and when Roswell and all this shit started kicking off. That's when it really became mainstream. So these people don't know what they're saying, but they're just like, this was not from here. Like they've never seen anything like it. They just got through a world war two. So they've seen every kind of plane and tank and just flying device zeppelins back to blimps. They use that yeah, for war. Exactly. So that, that fascinates me in the exact same year that they supposedly had a crash in Italy. So yeah, good to know, but I kind of want the aliens to come down during the Super Bowl halftime. That'd be a good way. It would be a good time. Introduce yourself. Millions of people are watching, right? Yeah. I think there's a movie coming out right now. It's called like Tomorrow's War, where essentially a football game is interrupted by few humans from the future, and they just like come through this portal and they're just walking. I out. had that idea for a movie. I wanted to do the fucking baseball movie where the outfield keeps getting abducted by aliens and swapped out by. <laughs> What, you swap out the outfielders with clones? Yeah, you just get like this center fielder that gets picked up during a game and then he's fucking, then he's got super ability after that. (laughs) That sounds awesome. What's that other uh, baseball movie, Rookie of the Year, where a kid breaks his arm and he's just amazing? Is it like that, but with aliens? They just give him super baseball? Yeah, he's just like like a little leaguer who's 
he's like shitty in center field, but then he gets abducted during the game and then dropped back, but they like gave him a bunch of alien or like maybe body swapped with an alien and then he's super good <laughs> and he saves Rook- the game. Rookie of the year too, alien probes. <laughs> I've been writing that. I already wrote a treatment for that. No one steal that script. <laughs> <laughs> nope. We won't or steal it. Go ahead. By it was what else happened? There's uh, one of the Batman movies. Isn't Bane? What's the guy's name? Is it Bane? What's the guy with the face mask? I'm Bane, not a big no. superhero guy. The same thing. He Bane. blew up a football field and then just showed up and announced. Sounds like a great place to do big announcements. A lot so. of people are watching. Yeah. So I think yeah, aliens showing up at the Super Bowl. I think it would be a while before we'd figure out you know what's actually happening. <laughs> Like, is this part of the show? It's like the production <laughs> value is great this year. It's like, look at this giant egg coming down from the sky. It's like, how's yeah, it flying? People would think it's part of the show. And like, look, like who it was the weekend who performed on, on this year's Super Bowl, which is super weird. That was very alien. So you'd see the aliens come out and be like, damn, the weekend got even more plastic surgery. <laughs> Looks like yeah. a goddamn alien now. <laughs> Because if you don't know who the weekend is, he's he's neat. he's neat from Toronto, musician. But man, he got some weird facial facial surgery. He just has a giant oh, head. He? he has a head of like a seven year old alcoholic, just like giant. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why people do that to themselves. I know that that's my vote. You're like, don't plan it. Don't tell humans we're coming. Just show up. Surprises. <laughs> I feel like that's what most people uh, need as far as proof. You know, all this evidence are coming out from the government. You know, they have radar. They have eyewitness testimonies from pilots. They have uh, video footage from the pilots. And yet people are still like, yeah, dude, show me the aliens. If not, it's not real, man. They're just balloons, I think man. Even, They're just even pelicans. When, <laughs> even when people show us the aliens and the aliens show themselves, a lot of people's lives are still going to go on as normal. They're not going to, like, nothing changes really unless, like, they start working with the governments and working with the technology. And, but, like, it's not going to change regular Joe's lives. I think it'll be a gradual change. But if people honestly don't freak out if they actually come down, like, I, I have no faith in humanity. I don't have much faith in humanity. We're ready anyways. for it. We've been, we've been conditioned for it since fucking Independence Day. So, like, we're ready. Yeah. And that's the crazy conspiracy theory, too. Is Hollywood preparing us for actual alien interactions? I think, though. So. I think maybe they knew about it back in the 60s and 70s and 80s. They're like, let's just put a bunch of images out there so it will already be in the human psyche you know humans will already know that aliens kind of look like this they might do this well listen steven spielberg he had an inside guy at the cia that he would talk to that helped him inspire well not inspire but it helped him write uh close encounters of the third kind and et so this guy would just be feeding him information ideas and, you know, that's why a lot of these movies, if you're really into aliens and UFOs, you watch them, and it depicts something fairly close. Like, look at E.T.'s vehicle. It's, it's like a giant egg. It's very yeah. covered in lights. Um, the idea that E.T. is not like us, like he needs to eat food and drink water, that he's more like a plant. And he just, you know, he gets his energy and life force more from like photosynthesis. Plant, isn't he? Yeah. So he gets his energy from photosynthesis. He's able to heal other people and other plants in the movie and that idea comes from a theory that aliens that are visiting here are very much the same way they don't they don't need to eat to sustain themselves they get energy through the sun or other sources like through their skin like photosynthesis and like that's been proposed for a long time and but there's also lots of weird theories they're obsessed with water that's another big thing. Water's got something to do with it. We've talked about that a lot. Yeah. And a lot of these UAPs are coming in and out of the water, seen over water, reacting with water. It might yeah. be an energy source, you're starting to say. Water? Yeah. If they're able to extract, have technology to extract hydrogen from water, I guess the way it's structured in water, it will oh. be incredibly malleable for them. They'd be able to do anything they want with it. Water is incredibly malleable and like 
like there you always hear of guys that figure out how to run a car or like a dirt bike engine off of water and then nothing happens like we're not running our cars off of water no we're not running our things off of water that's been technology that has been developed and completely kiboshed over the years and why it's being stopped is shoot you in the head (laughs) yeah we're back to this the cia is coming to shoot you in the head always but yeah, but I think we, the aliens are going to show up and be like, hey, guys, the water is what you need for like all living life needs water already. We know that we have it in our houses. Yeah. But it's like there's there's so much more that we can do with water. Yeah. There, there's something very suspicious going on with a lot of these breakthrough technologies just suddenly ending or, or like having their patents bought up and then nothing actually happening with the technology. So like the guy at the the car that runs on water is one example. There's several scientists over the years that have created these kind of superconductors, basically creating some kind of gravitational energy source. And yeah. there has been instances of scientists like having their laboratories destroyed, having their life's work destroyed or taken away, a bunch of false charges put on them and they get arrested and put away and never seen again. And like this happens, this has been happening at least since the 50s. Yeah. And a recent one I had no idea about was uh, about a Chinese scientist. Uh, I forget her name. Well, we're going to call her Dr. Lee. I know her first name was Lee. But she invent- basically uh, invented an anti-gravity device, or at least a, a uh, blueprint and like uh, an equation to create a device that would develop its own gravitational field, which would have so many different implications. So it does... One thing they think the UAPs are being uh, propelled by, and that's how they're getting around, is having some that's kind of gravitational. Tesla was working on Nikola Tesla was working on that. Yeah, and there's another guy that the CIA thinks was an alien, <laughs> actually in CIA papers. Like you can look it up. Yeah, and but, it's funny if you think like, what's the one thing that can that you're not supposed to mix is electricity and water, right? That always ends badly. Yeah. An old toaster in the bathtub, but uh, <laughs> like it's weird that we rely so heavily on electricity. But if the electricity goes out and we don't have electricity and electric power anymore, there's got to be something we can do with water. As far as water energy world, source, yeah. water yeah. world for sure. That <laughs> we can just live on the water like a bunch of pirates. Yeah, but there's got to be an energy source you can harvest from the water. Yeah, but you need previous energy sources to actually harvest that energy source. Like they already do that. That's what fucking Niagara Falls is for, isn't it? Yeah, and that was actually, yeah, that hydrogen or the hydraulic dam was actually invented by uh, Nikola Tesla. He He saw, he didn't even go to Niagara Falls. He saw Niagara Falls in a picture when he was a little boy. And he literally thought when he was a kid, he's like, I want to create uh, a source of energy from this like i want to create yeah, he was an alien totally totally an alien and he came and did it just like that it was, and like uh, much of southern ontario is powered because of niagara falls thanks to nikola tesla and it's like the aliens drop off one little boy to save the world and uh, nobody fucking humans don't listen to him so <laughs> now probably just like we could give you more geniuses the ones that you're creating suck. Yeah, like is that what is Elon Musk an alien too? Like, are they just sending no. super geniuses down to blend in just to try and fix all the shit we keep getting ourselves into? And we just keep making it worse because they ended up just squashing all the Teslas. Like uh, Elon Musk might be an alien that got like too Americanized. Oh yeah, yeah, he's having too much fun down here, making flamethrowers yeah. and big ugly trucks under like. Yeah. Buddy, stick to the plan. <laughs> You're not supposed to host Saturday Night Live. You're supposed yeah. to make fucking rockets. The rockets the and the Neuralink. Just hurry up. Like, and I'm that. having a good time with Miley Cyrus. Yeah, we got to get these humans under control. But anyways, I was talking about Dr. Lee, Chinese scientist. She developed a formula that could possibly create an anti-gravity machine. Uh, people s- started buying up her patent. Um and it was all these companies that were coming out and saying, you know, there's no proof to this. Uh, this is just, you know, there's a bunch of hoo-ha, it's a bunch of bullshit. But at the same time, they're putting a ton of money into it and buying the patent for this. So it makes you think like, okay, if you think it's a bunch of hooey, why are you like 
putting all your research into it. Yeah. And then around like shortly after a few years after Dr. Lee is kind of presenting this, uh, she suddenly disappears. The, like the last people saw of her, she was doing a talk and you know, a few, I think the last correspondence was some email she sent nothing suspicious, but then just out of the blue, she just disappears. The very person who created this anti-gravity technology. So like, are all these like, weird mysterious like like what's the american government doing why are they kiboshing all these incredible inventions like they i know they're all just kind of the beginning of something like a lot of these inventors are just you know scientists it's probably just greed it's probably just greed to keep money in the pockets of the people that are already making the money yeah off of oil and everything else and electricity this yeah yeah, these are inventions that could basically create free energy all over the world and you know we we shouldn't have to pay for energy we we should have that you should have a little fucking box little gravity you shouldn't have to pay for gravity either (laughs) (laughs) yeah i would be pissed if this technology comes and it's just more expensive than hydro already is it's like it's gravity it's everywhere But they're going to put a price on it. They're going to put a price on your gravity. <laughs> yeah. So you like, can't put a price on gravity, man. But like that has to be how they built the pyramids and shit without gravity. Yeah, man. I it's you know, I I definitely think humans built the pyramids. I don't think they had assistance from aliens or any shit like that. But they I might have on the technology in order to do it to move things with your mind yeah i'm more on the belief that humans were a whole different animal back in back in these days and i'm also of the belief that there is a civilization going way farther back than we think so that whole alternative history of uh you know a pre-civilization that was incredibly intelligent smart they may not have been living like we are now but they have no but they maybe figured out stuff about the world and their own uh, mental capabilities that we have not figured out now to control gravity and harness like that tool to move things with their move giant rocks with their mind and put them so yeah. like strategically place them. Well, that's, that's one wild theory, but an even more, well, I wouldn't call it believable theory is that they're using vibrations and yeah. that the obelisks in the pyramids were built in a very specific place so they could harness the magnetic field because a lot of where these bizarre uh, ancient structures are on earth are positioned in areas that are very strong have a very strong magnetic field so do you think they were able well, that would probably help yeah yeah through the use of tones basically using these giant pyramids and obelisks as like a tuning fork right mm-hmm. i don't know you know how they would do it there's like and get always those, talks of, yeah, you get those vibrations going. Yeah, so I don't know if you get like a thousand people humming at the same time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get the Beach Boys. Yeah, get that Beach Boys pumping and just get that energy going, that Beach Boys energy. But no, they, they think, you know, maybe thousands of people were all doing this like tone and humming. Thousands of people. And that's a wild theory that, you know, using that power to lift rocks and stone. There's also a theory that some kind of asteroid or comet might have struck somewhere in the Middle East, maybe other places on Earth as well, and that might have been had a lot of uh, magnetic material in it. So imagine coming across a giant rock that's extremely magnetic. Well, you ever fucking take a baseball bat to a solid concrete mailbox and the baseball bat just starts vibrating in your hand, starts shaking like crazy, you know? <laughs> Just that on a huge scale, right? Yeah, that's how you know we grew up in the country when that's our, when that's our <laughs> Take an aluminum baseball bat to a your art teacher's mailbox that's been concrete. <laughs> <laughs> you ever done that? The vibrations you'll feel aren't good vibrations. Anyway, what was I talking about? The pyramids. <laughs> the pyramids. Uh, no, before. I was talking about the pyramids. And then... <laughs> I don't know. And then a baseball bat <laughs> striking a mailbox. <laughs> uh, talking about good, good, good vibrations. 
Yeah. So yeah, it might be all about vibrations. Everything around us is vibrating. We're vibrating. You're vibrating. It's because everything's made of atoms and electrons, which are all vibrating at the same time at the same frequency. Matter. We're all matter. We're all a bunch of shaky matter, just shaking around. You know, shaky, shaky matter. If you were to alter our vibrations, what would happen? Is this? Would you witness another dimension? Would you? Maybe what going back to UAPs, maybe that's what's going on. They're just changing their vibrations to, to tune into the, you know, earth. They could have yeah. their own tuning fork and just like ding, and then just they just show up. What if another pyramid just showed up? That would be randomly. Cool. Like it'd be like it manifested itself in our dimension, but it happened with a vibration in another dimension. Oh, I remember what I was talking about. I was talking about magnets. <laughs> right, magnets. Good job, brain. You figured it out. It took you a while, but you figured it out. Because like, if they had access to like these giant slabs of magnets, they could make these tools. You know, you press two magnets opposite ends together, they're going to repel each other. So right. using gravity, maybe they can lift up rocks by using the opposite ends of magnets to push these things along. Like, that's how and like. You know, another thing that fucks up electric electronics, magnets. Yep. Magnets. They totally do. I remember I learned about magnets in uh, grade two. And one of our tasks was to walk around our classroom and see what the magnet would stick to. Now, this was the 1990s. And our teacher didn't know much about computers. Yeah. But one kid thought it would be fun to walk up and stick the magnet to the computer. And man, that it's thing got smoky. Yeah. <laughs> It's like holy smokes! Take those like, big magnets out of like a old speakers used to have big magnets in them. Yeah, and you could really fuck up some computers with those. Or like my dad used to get these old cow magnets that he'd give to cows to swallow, so they what? could like, give a cow a magnet and they swallow the magnet, and then the magnet picks up any tin and like nails or things that the cow might swallow in the pasture right so they the big cow magnets they used to be good for fucking up computers too what and then they just shit shit the magnet out or what's the deal it's in them forever it's in it's either stays in them forever but it like at least it centralizes any metal that they'll eat right so it's not like slicing up their stomach it just gets stuck to the magnet that's crazy or i, I think after stomachs. a few or after a few months you go in through their butt and find it <laughs> I don't know. I'm, you know, I don't live on a farm. You're close Just enough. Like I do. You're aware of cow magnets. I wasn't. <laughs> you're unaware of cow. I'll show you one next time you're here. There's definitely one out in the garage. Yeah, just an keep it away from the computers. One. An unused one. An unused one? I want a used one. You want one that's been in a cow's stomach? I want to see what it smells like. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. I, yeah, show me that next time if, if, if it's around. I, there's a couple of them here. Well, yeah, when we were kids, you could fuck up some computers with a cow magnet. All right. I think uh, I've rambled enough bullshit for today. What do you What do you think? Yeah, you can probably end on cow magnets. Cow magnets. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't really have a big topic today. Just a bunch of small ones. But uh, yeah, we're, we're all doomed. Just a reminder. We're doomed. So get out there and eat your ice cream. Enjoy the sunshine. Yeah, watch the clouds go by because we're all fucked. <laughs>